Welcome to the Elevate Together podcast, voices of change in the business of law. Hello, I'm Nicole Giantonio, the Chief Marketing Officer at Elevate. The podcast episode you're about to hear features members of the Elevate corporate management team and our functional leadership. To kick off this nine-person podcast, each of our participants will introduce themselves at the beginning of the recording while answering our first question. To assist you, our listeners, I'll jump in throughout the podcast to further identify our speakers. Let's join the discussion as I ask the group our first question. When you look at Elevate and the work we do today, what are two words that describe our contribution to the legal market? My name is Stephen Allen, and I'm the vice president of Get Shit Done, based in the UK. I think I'm uniquely positioned to answer this question, having both been a customer of Elevate and now being at Elevate. I'd like to think that we could be described as collaborative and empowering, not only in terms of how we work together within Elevate, but also in how we work with our customers and how we support our customers support their customers. Hi, I'm Joyce Thorne. I'm the Vice President of People, and I'm based in Michigan in the U.S. My words were somewhat similar and consultative, I think, is very much like collaborative and also supportive. We support our customers, but we also support the development, the growth, and the journey of the people that work within Elevate. Hi, it's John Croft. I'm the president of Elevate and I'm based in London. My two words, unsurprisingly, are law company. It's important to note that as well as building an organization, Elevate, we have helped create a third path in the overall ecosystem for the way corporate legal work has been delivered. One of the other words that springs to mind is ecosystem. It's one that we all use a lot. And I think that when we started, people sort of looked at us and said, who are you and what are you going to do? And are you a threat to me and my law firm or me and my law department? And we were always pretty clear from the start that we were looking to support that whole ecosystem. Stephen, you were just talking about with collaboration, supporting the ecosystem. So that includes the partners, that includes our customers, it includes their clients, bringing some efficiency and some better ways of doing things. This is Steve Harmon. I'm based in Park City, Utah, and I'm the general counsel and vice president of global services. My input is that ecosystem allows integration. Elevate offers a broad integrated platform for delivering outcomes, which are things customers focus on. They need the output. They don't need to measure the inputs. And so the ecosystem we're part of allows us to give a breadth of solutions that enable the customer to get the outcome they need. I'm Sharad Bidus. I'm based out of San Francisco, California. I'm the vice president and general manager of the products business at Elevate. I want to take a leaf out of Star Trek, boldly go where no one has gone before. So my two words, if I had only two words, would be to say bold and collaborative. Hi, I'm Miriam Schmel. I'm the vice president of global sales and I'm based out of the East Coast of the U.S. I would follow on from what Sharath said. I think that we bring audaciousness and fearlessness. We question the way everything is done in a way that nobody else does. Hi, Simon Herrick, based in Los Angeles, California, and I'm the CFO. I was going to go back to what Liam was saying and my first conversations with him before joining the company. This is obvious. Why is this not being done before? And not to be hubris about it, but from my chair, that was something that really attracted me to the company. The word that I was thinking about before, and it resonates here, is, is practical. We have practical solutions. This is Bud Phillips. I'm in Virginia, United States, and I am the CIO of Elevate. Some of the words that I think of when I think Elevate are mindful and grounded. Being mindful of the legal ecosystem and how it's worked for a long time 
being grounded and understanding this ecosystem can be evolved and changed in ways that are practical and are more valuable either for customers or people experiencing the legal system as an element of how they see justice in society. I'm Nicole Giantonio. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer here at Elevate. I live in New York City, and my two words are transformative and smart. We are transforming the legal industry, and what we do is smart. Hi, I'm Liam Brown. I'm the Chairman and CEO based out of Los Angeles, California. Mine word deliver differently. Deliver goes to some of the practical get shit done also, but differently conveyed to me, not only doing things differently, John touched on this, different career paths or different participants in our ecosystem or the legal sector. Because of that, differently for us also includes people with different backgrounds. We're a very multidisciplinary organization and different has particularly over the last couple of years has had some negative connotations in society. When I think about Elevate, different leads to thinking differently as well as the cosmopolitan makeup of our company. So our next question is from your specific chair. What is the most exciting thing you expect we'll accomplish in the next two to three years? This next section features our president, John Croft, with commentary from our CEO, Liam Brown. The most exciting thing that I think will happen to our organization over the next couple of years is that we will be considered boring. It's been really fun for the last 10 years, breaking down some barriers that we found in front of us. But I feel that between us at Elevate and a bunch of other people, what will be interesting and rewarding over the next few years is if we can just see that scale up and become the normal way of doing things and that that legal ecosystem that we keep talking about, everyone understands this clearly defined, I'm a lawyer and you're not. It's a bigger ecosystem. We stop getting called alternative legal service providers. We just are legal service providers like law firms are, like in-house legal teams are. There's just different ways of doing this work. And when you say that, John, I know that when you talk to software companies in legal or when you talk to other consulting businesses in legal or services businesses in legal, I know that the conversation for you about law company, and I share it, is one of if we call ourselves alternative and we allow the media to call us alternative and we allow customers and other ecosystem players to call us alternative providers. What we're really doing is all tacitly embracing the fact that what we're doing isn't quite as important as or quite as good as, and we don't really deserve to actually be here. And our culture is one that acknowledges that we can't really make a difference by ourselves. Being a lawyer at Elevate is not sufficient to solve the problems that we're addressing. Elevate alone cannot make a difference in this multi-billion dollar market. Heaven forbid, we need the people that we compete with to be successful so that actually we can, as a, a larger community, think differently about solving these problems. The way that we've solved them in the past, essentially applying expertise, which expertise people build by the hour, that has been fit for purpose and continues to be fit for purpose for whole areas, many thousands of us in lots of different organizations are going to have to come together with different experiences, different ideas, different way of doing things. We can make a difference and our contribution is valuable and we deserve to all be here together that we ultimately will have sector-wide improvement. Now our VP of Get Shit Done, Stephen Allen. 
if I could just build on that, as you know, Elevate supported me in co-founding the Bionic Lawyer Movement. And we made a very audacious statement, which I think goes to everything that Elevate stands for, which is if you work in the legal industry, you are a bionic lawyer. It's a definition of what you do and what you contribute, not who you are and and what you qualified in. And, And that was a very keen decision for us both an organization level, but also within the people we employ and others in the industry employ. The idea that you are a contributor to the kind of global good through your presence and your your efforts is really key. I think in terms of, of Elevate and what's exciting for us, that Elevate being seen as the value creator in the ecosystem is a really key position. We've got the opportunity to do it because of our DNA and how we've been constructed and the people on this call. If in two to three years' time, other people can see what we see, and we're already starting to see that with our key customers, if other people can see what we see about Elevate being the kind of value creator, and even if in a huge piece of work, we're like the Intel chip inside that creates that value because we see the play, we see the connection, I think that is the most exciting thing that we can achieve. Next up is Steve Harmon, our General Counsel and Vice President of Global Services. Revisiting the concept of boring in a statement where we're asking about what is exciting, I think it's really a reflection of predictability and that being a virtue. Predictability is something that customers want. Far too often and for far too long, I think law has been characterized at least partially as lawyers are the people you approach when you don't know the outcome, when the risks are indeterminate and you're asking someone to balance those risks. That's true about various portions of the law, litigation being the the classic example. But much of legal practice should be very predictable. It shouldn't be exciting to figure out how a mergers and acquisitions transaction is going to come about. It shouldn't be exciting to to hear how a commercial negotiation is going to, to happen. And it certainly shouldn't be exciting to find out what is in your own legal agreements. You should know that. You should have that information readily available to you. And the way that gets delivered is through a combination of experts leveraging technology. And so these expert-led technology-driven solutions allow us to provide a level of predictability that allows the practice of law to become routinized, to become standardized, to become another part of the delivery chain, the supply chain for the products and services that our customers are offering. If we make law boring, that will be incredibly exciting. Now we hear from our VP of product, Sherath Bidu, and our CFO, Simon Herrick. I'm with you, Steve. To bring together both the value creation and the predictability, that's where I want to bring in technology and drive innovation with automation, AI, software, and then push the legal industry to be a much more standardized and interconnected, interoperable ecosystem, you know, tying together the various points that we've made. From my chair and my colleagues in the CFO chair, we're not going to keep increasing the legal department spend. At a certain point in time, everyone's going to say, well, why do you need to hire more people? Why is your outside counsel spend just increasing? We have a plan to be public in the next few years. And going through that IPO process, right now, we don't get much coverage outside of the legal press, but actually going through an IPO, general press will actually be more interested in the law company name will get out there in a little bit more of a general sense than what it is currently. The IPO process, I believe, will be interesting because it will be also educating investors about what we do. And I think that alternative word will actually begin to fall off and the law company will actually rise to the surface as we go through this process and we mature as a public company. 
Simon. That is one of my goals is to make sure that our brand is synonymous with expertise and customers seeing value for their legal spend, for their legal dollar. I love the way you're thinking about that from my perspective, Nicole. That was me, Nicole Giantonio, CMO, commenting on brand alignment. Up next is Miriam Schmel, our Vice President of Global Sales. My voice is typically the more practical and tactical. So no surprise to everybody when I look out a couple of years, I actually think of more. I look at it and I say that Elevate Who and Law Company What will be a thing of the past. All the things that you guys are saying today, we've been fighting the battle. We are part of the solutions and part of the ecosystem. And really what we're going to be focused on at this point is more. We're going to solve more problems for people because problems are going to continue to evolve. So what we're solving for today, we're going to have to solve different things tomorrow. There's going to be more things to solve and we're going to be the ones to do it because we have this propensity to go again where other people are a little bit more nervous to go. And we'll go there because we evolve with our customers. And I just think we're just going to continue to push that envelope. Comments from CEO Liam Brown. So that gets to the heart of what I think specifically is achievable over the next two to three years. You know, we've done in the first 10 years, a lot of foundation laying. We spent the first decade building a global service delivery footprint, an integrated global service delivery platform that has follow the sun capabilities, multi-language capabilities, business continuity capabilities, all of that built on an info-secure, tech-first, distributed management team and infrastructure. So an agile scale services organization. That services organization has operated in a range of areas, contracts, disputes, legal operations, IP, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Another thing that we've done, particularly in the last couple of years, is we've built a expert organization, both in terms of our lawyering and law firm capabilities, our, our own alternative business structures, our ABS in the UK, our Elevate Next strategic affiliate in, in the US, we've assembled domain expert senior law department lawyers with lots of experience in particular industry sectors with experience of solving specific problems as experts who've walked in the shoes of our customers. We've also attracted senior lawyers from law firms in some ways alongside our consulting experts who bring technology or change or program management expertise. So we've got this global services platform. We've built this expertise organization. The other thing that over the last couple of years that we've been working really hard on is building the digital scaffolding for how law departments and law firms will work differently. And I think in the next couple of years, we'll go from software point solutions that we developed for each of our businesses, You know, whether or not it's our contracting software or whether or not it's our invoice review or e-billing software or our workflow management software or our dashboarding software. But we've been working on building that into one integrated enterprise legal management software tool. Why are we doing this? We're doing this because what we've learned over 20 years delivering differently in the legal sector is that it is critical to not only have the expertise, not only have the process and service capability, but it is critical to provide the digital scaffolding, the software scaffolding that allows our customers to work differently. And that will ultimately lead to a flow of work transactions, if I can use that word, moving back and forth across this 
ELM software scaffolding that automates work that allows people to actually have a better understanding of the nature of requests, who's doing what, et cetera. But ultimately, that will lead to data that really provides insights and is really actionable and even provides predictive automation. And I bring this up as my answer to the question. It's really hard to see what even the next few years will bring. It's hard to see the iceberg under the surface of the water when we're all very focused on that shiny white tip of the iceberg that can appear threatening. It certainly gets people's attention. We've really done a lot of work over the last decade. and the next couple of years, I'm expecting to see more fully integrated solutions for our customers. Whereas in the past, we've tended to offer customers Lego blocks of our capabilities, buy the software, or they'll buy consulting from us, or they'll buy some services. More and more, I'm delighted to see customers start to say, look, here's our problem. You figure out how to do the lawyering part of this. You figure out where the work needs to be done. You figure out what software you should use to actually do that. And I think in the next two or three years, we'll see the investment we've made over the last decade pay off in more and more customers buying fully integrated solutions from us. And I think software will actually be at the core of that. Once again, Stephen Allen, VP of Get Shit Done and commentary from CFO Simon Herrick. That's right, Liam. Legal is an industry that has developed point solutions to everything. And it's developed point solutions because legal has never thought of itself as a process or legal has never thought of itself as a continuum. And what increasingly people have been finding hey, I'll buy this piece of tech. I've got to do a lot of stuff before I use it. And then I have to do a lot of stuff after I use it. And actually, that kind of makes the tech, whilst it does that one thing really, really well, when I'm trying to solve the problem, it doesn't really get me from A to B a whole lot quicker because there's some busyness before and business afterwards. The industry is waking up to that need to have I'll use the word connected, but actually they don't care if it's connected or not. They just want a seamless end-to-end solution. But to have things work together and not to have a kind of stop-start series of point solutions which solve a problem but cause problems around them by them being disconnected. But Stephen, I think that is just the, the natural maturation process of technology. I use my own practical world of finance go back, I don't know, I'm dating myself, but 10, 15 years, you did have point solutions in the finance department that did X and Y. And it's only been in the last the last 10 years, even the last five to seven years, where those things have been integrated and then talk to each other in single sign-up. If you go and look at other areas, HR is probably something similar. And the people organization, the way those HRIS systems have integrated over time versus 10 years ago when they were all point solutions. So I think that is the natural way. It definitely is. There is a challenge with legal. And I think this is why being in legal, all of us from our different perspectives, in so many other processes, you have a single actor. If A happens, then B happens, and then C happens. And obviously, when we're working with our customers, generally, they're working with a customer of their own. And then often that customer of their own has a counterparty and that counterparty has a lawyer. And then if you throw in a regulator or a court or whatever, you actually have a series of actors. So I think one of the reasons legal has been slower partly is because there are a number of forces on the individual process, which even if they agree it's A, B, C, and D is the solution, they'll disagree the order in which those things have to happen. And I think 
by us bringing kind of this multidisciplinary approach of, well, look, this works and this works, and then using our market knowledge to say, and actually, if you do them in this order, or you put these things together, or you have this flex built into your process, we're able to solve those particular problems. You know, it's interesting, Stephen, having worked most of my career in HRO, BPO, ITO, and every industry went through this challenge. Obviously, finance went went through it as well. And the idea was to ensure that we were working to smooth anything that was consistent and the exceptions were still exceptions. Our next question talks about what does Elevate look like 10 years from now? And I can tell you, I wrote down Workday for Legal because Workday combines technology and services. That was me, Nicole Giantonio, CMO. Next up is CEO Liam Brown. I'm so with you. We used to call Elevate Accenture for Law when we started. Landed on using that as a descriptor. We started off as Accenture for Law. I've often described what we're trying to do with our ELM as success factors for law or workday for law. And I think that you've nailed it. We're looking for a shorthand way to describe ourselves. When I talk about a shorthand way of describing ourselves, what's the elevator pitch or the lunch pitch? There's something in the elevate story that we haven't quite landed on that is a shorthand way of describing ourselves. But Accenture for law as as one term or workday or success factors for law as an evolution, these all resonate with me. Back to our president, John Croft. The important part of history is that there were only two options. There was only ever a law firm or in-house lawyers. There were just two options. Next, Sharaf Bidus, VP of Products. I want to think of us as potentially a sales force for law. If you ask me where Elevate would be, I mean, purely from a software technology point of view, I expect Elevate will be an 800-pound panda, not a gorilla, and a leader in software and services solving big problems for customers on both sides of the ecosystem. In 10 years, I would think we will go into adjacent segments and uh, it's to be seen what those will be. Every disruptor based here in the Valley has always found an adjacent as Amazon or Salesforce or Workday. So that's what I think we will be 10 years from now. Comments from our CFO, Simon Herrick, then our CEO, Liam Brown. If you learn anything from Salesforce or Workday, this is not a 10-year journey. 10 years ago, Salesforce, what it looked like, it's still not a perfect solution. Things evolve. Even in 10 years, our ELM is going to still be in a state of evolution and we'll think it's got a long way to go. 10 years is kind of a drop in the bucket. There are so many things to do to make a difference in legal at the scale that legal is today and is only going to grow as business embraces more what we call law in the court. It's not lost on me that there is going to be continuing increased demand for legal services, law in the core of business. But because there's so much and such scale, we've got to accept the reality. We can only work on some things. I love the ambition. I love that. I also want to be practical, realistic about that balance between what we can do and we can make a difference on, we can run a differentiated race, not only a different race, Elevate can be the winner or one of the premier providers in a handful of problems that customers have, maybe a handful is too small a term, but not everything, acknowledging that we actually have to have human capital, that we have attention as a constraint, we have financial capital as a constraint. I want to make sure that we stay sequenced and we only bite off what we can chew and digest. I know there's a lot of pressure to do more faster. I want to make sure that we can do it, though, in a way that delivers winning results, and we can do so in a way 
where we have financial partners that are committed to our vision and our mission. That's not all financial partners. I tend to see this a bit to Simon's point. I tend to see our aspirations are going to be way beyond 10 years. They're going to be the sort of multi-generational change that I think is going to happen in legal. And we're going to be only one of those players and we'll only remain one of those players if we are clear about the things that we're really good at and we focus on and we're clear about the things that we should identify others to partner with, whether or not it's law firms, law departments themselves, or other providers. But I would love to see Elevate seen as a well-thought-of, well-respected, I've never thought of Panda, but a, uh, a well-liked member of this ecosystem. Terrific insight from Liam, now our VP of Get Shit Done, Stephen Allen. I think it was Bill Gates, Liam, who said we always overestimate what we can achieve in a year and thoroughly underestimate what we can achieve in 10. And I think that's to your point. And I think if we bear that in mind, we will get there. If we're realistic about achievable, deliverable targets that are customer-centered, that are focused around value, trusting in that that is a bold, Miriam's point, fearless approach to the market. Whilst it may feel that we're not going to get as far as we thought we may get in a year, in 10 years, we'll be so much further down the track. Our global head of sales, Miriam Schmel. I look out 10 years and I say, we could be a half a billion dollar company. We could maybe be a billion dollar company if we stay focused, because that's the point. Yes, I believe we are fearless and I believe we should continue to be fearless, but fearless doesn't mean do everything. We're at this inflection moment where we should and can be a billion-dollar company. We should do that in the places that we can absolutely excel, and we should say no to the places that would be a distraction because we maybe could do it, but it would mean it would take away from another category that we could actually convert. And I think that's a hard balance. But there's no reason that we should not be that half billion, billion dollar company because these markets are tremendous. We're still going to play in a market with many other competitors who we can partner with and the like, and they can get their three and 10 billion and we're still a success. So I think it's that vacillation of figuring out where are those places to place those bets and go after them big? Where are those places to partner? And where are those places to say we could do it? but we're not. And that takes a strength of character that when we test things, sometimes we're kind of afraid to say no, but it takes a test of character to say no. And I think we should just be as proud of ourselves for the things we say no about, even if at the end of the day, someone else turns that into a revenue stream or into a solving of a problem, we've turned 10 other things in. So what? We left one behind. We beat ourselves up because of this, we need to drive everything for our customers. And I think we have to let up on that so that we could excel in those other lanes. And then the world is our oyster, panda, whatever animal you want to choose and put in there. The amount of opportunity that we have because of all the foundational work that's already done is endless. And that's the excitement of looking out 10 years of doing what no one thought could be done 10 years ago and turning that into what is now already a market, but turning it into a mega market. Comments from our CEO, Liam Brown. You said a lot of things there that resonate. One of them is we're almost a $100 million business. 
this year. Now, after 10 years, I look at what is at the heart of our business. So much of our first decade has been on, I'll use the word innovation, which is a word I'm careful about using. It is at the heart of our DNA. Customers would ask us to solve lots of really complicated problems. And we would then take those solutions to a couple of other customers and we built businesses on the back of those. We have a habit that I think we're better at in the last couple of years, but our DNA does tend to look for that next challenging problem to solve. While I hope that we have a percentage of our business still innovating, I really do believe that we as a management team will have to be disciplined about putting more time and attention and focus on improving, scaling and improving our services for customers. There have been moments where we have invented things that have then been commercialized, if I can use that term, by others. I think we've got to be better at sort of sticking with the things that we've invented, really see if there's a scale market behind them and then grow that. Make sure that's a larger part of our business. We won't achieve, I think, our aspirations to really make a dent if we're constantly in the lab. You need to have a lab. And I love that part of our business, but we've also got to make sure that we are really commercializing, industrializing and scaling some of those inventions. Additional commentary from our CEO, Liam Brown, on the improvement journey our functions are on, similar to the journey of our customers within the legal industry. Legal professionals trying to build what we and some others call modern law. And Simon, our CFO, and Bud, our CIO, Joyce, in people, you talk about this, and you, Nicole, in marketing, you, Miriam, in sales, you are on your decade-long journeys of implementing sort of a constellation of solutions that in your domains, people, marketing, sales, finance, technology, look just like what we're trying to do in Elevate when we're facing customers. You are implementing things like ServiceNow, you're implementing things like Salesforce or NetSuite or Workday. As the CEO, it's interesting to observe the journey that you're all on, bringing modern marketing, digital marketing, data marketing, and you have to have experts, marketing experts, content experts, etc. You have to have process and services scale capability. You have to have integrated technologies, these point solutions that you have to cut and paste between. I'm oversimplifying. I've seen you go on that journey, Nicole. I've seen Simon, you've been going on that journey, tools and capabilities in the finance organization. Same thing in people, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think law is that far behind. And what I mean is, yes, it's a decade behind in some ways. It's not like law is in the stone age and the other businesses are in the nuclear age. I really think that law is catching up quickly. And I think that in 10 years, it will be considered normal for Steve with his GC hat on, Simon as the CFO, Joyce in people, Miriam in sales, Nicole in marketing, Bud in technology. All of you will be at the table, including Steve. And all of you will expect your systems to be much more people process technology integrated moving at the speed and with the agility that I would like us to. Frankly, I'm under pressure from customers, from our people, from investors to achieve. I'm pretty sure that in 10 years, we're going to look back at 2021 and smile about how clunky it was. goes exactly to Stephen's point about Bill Gates. It's amazing what you can achieve in a decade. Many of our customers will look back in 10 years on 2021 as it was clunky, but it was inevitable. 
things will get better. Things will move faster. Things will be more digital. Things will be more multidisciplinary. There will be more focus on outcomes. That will be expected. The discussion and debate about law firms billing by the hour, of course, law firms will continue to bill by the hour for whole swathes of business. And that will be exactly the right way of working. That They'll continue to be very successful, growing very profitably for massive segments of legal. As John said, no one will think twice, though, about the fact that there are law companies working with law firms and law departments that actually bring this integrated, multidisciplinary, what we call expert-led, technology-powered solutions to the table that actually get jobs done. And no one will think anything other than that's just the way that we do things here in the same way that's the way we do things in marketing, or that's the way that we do things in the people organization. Now, our CTO, Bud Phillips. Liam, a lot of what I think about from a CIO perspective is how we're going to evolve our ability to seamlessly mix and match different elements of technology and process, different elements of where people are, how we're going to simply mix and match that into a seamless solution in a timely way for the specific ecosystems that our customers are in. So we talk about things, general legal ecosystem, et cetera, et cetera. And I look at things more specifically. And what I see is things that you described today as a little bit of the clunkiness I see us removing that friction and removing that clunkiness and being in a situation where, hey, it's quite normal to bring in this tool, this utility, this operating system, these people in this part of the world, this different process that instead of ABC turned out to be DCB. I see that as something that we'll ultimately be able to get to so that we're much more broadly thought of as a solutions integrator into specific problems or specific challenges or specific things that our customers want to achieve. Back to Sharath, our VP of products. Great point, Bud. I was surprised when I moved into legal with Elevate, the amount of innovation and all these different point solutions. There's a lot of different areas of the process that are being automated by innovative startup companies. I think that is just the natural progression from that is what you said, Bud, about connecting them together, having a more unified experience, and then the data that comes out of it. And then comes the, what do you do with the data? And the data is then going to give you the insights and give you the feedback loop to now improve the process or improve what you're doing and change that. So I think that's a natural progression I've seen in other industries. So I think it's the same kind of progression we are going through. But I do agree that currently legal industry is not that far off. It has quite a bit of automation, but in silos. Now, Stephen Allen, Vice President of Get Shit Done. We're talking a lot about the how and the what. What are we going to do and how are we going to do it? I think the biggest change we're going to see in the future, my prediction is the why. So I think the legal industry and I think the technology that you've been talking about, Bud and Sharath, Sharath, you actually touched on this point in an earlier answer. We're going to move from a reactive industry that clears up the proverbial once it's hit the fan to being a proactive, predictive industry, which nine times out of 10 is able to put up a block and stop the thing hitting the fan or even stop it being flung in the first place. And the reactive mass litigation or the reactive mass investigation, the dealing with the forest fire uh, will become less and less and the predicting and timely dealings of bushfires can become more and more. Whether that happens in the next 10 years or the next 20 years, it remains to be seen. But I think that will be when legal truly changes, not when it looks at the how and the what, but when it looks at the why of what it's doing. 
Stephen, it's not better, faster, cheaper, right? It's different. It's done differently. We had some aha moments in this last year, seeing some of our competitors in the industry truly doing things in a different way versus just doing them better, faster, or cheaper. That was me, now Liam Brown. I do feel like the last 10 years, for me, the last 25 years has been getting to base camp. 25 years ago, it was imagining how legal could be done differently in my own experience, starting a first business and learning from that. But that was like almost the idea of the Himalaya. That was in the, the first, the dot-com wave. The first decade of the 2000s was building another company. And that was that was very much sort of getting to Nepal and gathering the funding or gathering the materials, logistics, the team to get to that next stage. I look at this last decade, I look at that as we've walked from Kathmandu to, to Basecamp, and that's taken a long time. So I feel like, okay, so we've got this team of expert climbers who've climbed other mountains around the world. We're actually at the base camp. We've got logistics. We've got a plan. And the next decade is where it's going to be the decade. It's going to be we actually make a difference. I'm aware that along the way, we've got to navigate what happens being a public company as an example of that. There are going to be challenges that we have to navigate. This is why we're here. Personally, selfishly, I look at it as this next decade is going to be the wow decade for Elevate. I'm going to try to enjoy this next decade. It's a wow decade for the whole community, other law companies, law departments working differently, law firms running a different race. It's going to be a wow time. I try not to think too much about what happens after that because I'm aware when each of us get to the top of our own personal sort of Everest, there's always going to be another mountain. That's when we will hand the baton to our colleagues who will be the next leaders, next innovators, the next get shit doneers in the legal sector. This leads us to our next question and our first answer from John Croft. What is the go forward future of Elevate? I just wish I was 10 years younger. You're right. I think that 10 year blocks of my career, even if I didn't quite realize it at the time, have been these sort of steps towards now. And I do feel that this is a really exciting time for us and that everyone else has sort of finally got what it is that we're talking about. Society and weirdly, everything that's happened over the last 18 months, whilst it's been incredibly challenging and difficult, there are some elements of that that have helped to prove that, for instance, there is not only one way of delivering work. You don't have to sort of put on a tie and go to an office in London or New York or wherever. I just wish I was... 10 years younger because I think there's there's lots still to do but it's going to be a it's going to be a great next 10 years. Now back to Sharaf, our VP of product. From my perspective it's a great opportunity to be on the leading edge of an industry on, on the cusp of technology driven disruption and it's not just us saying that if you look at the Gartner and all the reports everybody's expecting the uh, technology to take off in legal and having been part of such disruption in healthcare and travel you know I always look back at those experiences as the most fulfilling both personally and professionally I can still point to hey that line of code that's probably my code still running there 20 years later. Our general counsel and VP of Global Services, Steve Harmon. Yeah, I'm optimistic that we're truly hitting the tipping point, as the term was coined by Gladwell. A lot of the preparatory work has been done. Once you reach this tipping point, you start to reap some of the benefits of that. And the things that were initially described or viewed as leading edge and innovative reach the scaling stage. I think the comfort levels that customers have with the law company, law firm, legal department triumvirate, and there's probably a fourth. There's a fourth capability that will be added into this eventually. Leaves people with the ability to routinize and move on to solving the next 
unique problem. We've seen this happen in other industries. We've seen it happen, as has been described today, in healthcare. We've seen it happen in accounting. We've seen it happen in IT organizations where once a baseline set of capabilities are available and people see the benefits of integrating those, those building blocks become the next new thing. And so I'm excited to see what the next new thing will be. We're also at a point where driving things to scale is what's most likely to happen in the next 10 years. We wrap up this session with our CEO, Liam Brown, raising the topic of talent. Just before we close, any thoughts on talent? In a decade, one of the things I like about the big four having entered the space is that, you know, in the past, we've literally had two choices. We can hire experienced people from law firms and law departments who've typically only had limited experience. They've got great professional skills, but they've typically run this different race once at a law firm or a law department. Some people can bring some dogma to elevate, but that's really been the source of experienced talent. Or we've recruited people earlier in their career, and we've then taken our time to just develop them. This is a career path that is very fulfilling, particularly if you are outcome impact oriented and you have a, when we use the term T-shaped professional, but you have an interdisciplinary orientation. In a decade, there'll be a lot more supply of professionals that are really interested in what we're doing. I think that will fuel growth in a decade. Comments from Joyce Thorne, our VP of People. Liam, in my opinion, to Stephen's earlier point about his program to develop the bionic lawyer, we're the only ones doing this sort of thing right now. In 10 years, there will be so many different places to recruit trained talent, even that entry-level talent that we're needing to train from the ground up. There will be people coming in from universities who have studied a more holistic version of the practice of law that includes things like leadership skills and customer and operational excellence and organizations. So there'll be the legal path to that. There will also be the opportunity for people that are following other paths of education to engage in unique training opportunities for the legal profession that don't require having a JD or heading towards having a bar admission. To your point, Liam, the industry will offer us more opportunities. We'll be able to take advantage of the development happening across industries and be able to recruit. Also picking up people who have followed a more aligned path of education. There'll be more programs available for sure. And with that, we've reached the end of our time. We hope you enjoyed listening in on this leadership conversation and heard valuable information about Elevate, our company's future, and the legal services industry. Once again, this is Nicole Giantonio, the CMO at Elevate. Thank you for listening. Tune in to the next episode of the Elevate Together podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and elevateservices.com. 